You can only read a thing like this with your mouth hanging wide open in awe and wonder. As our politicians in Washington break the back of the dollar with a stimulus spending frenzy predicated on the idea that, you know, COVID, so nobody has a job. This, this is the headline today from the Associated Press. Are you ready? You might want to sit down. If you're driving your car, you may want to pull over. While, according to Bank of America, the Democrats are paying Americans the equivalent of $32,000 a year to sit at home, ostensibly because there's no jobs, because the market was wrecked by COVID, there are jobs. Headline from the Associated Press, more jobs than there have ever been before. What? Yep, here's the headline. U.S. job opening soared highest level on record? Yep. From the Associated Press, U.S. employers posted a record number of jobs in March, illustrating starkly the desperation of businesses trying to find new workers as the country emerges from the pandemic and the economy expands. And then the headline next to it on the Associated Press site, stocks skid as inflation comes in hot. Yeah, that's because we're printing the money to pay people to stay home. And there are so many jobs, so many great jobs. You have to pay people a lot to stay home. And the Democrats are. As Bank of America pointed out and was printed by the UK Daily Mail, you have to pay people a record $32,000 a year equivalent to get them to stay home. That wasn't set by the Democrats by accident by the way, in the stimulus package. Because you know what the average income of an American is today? $31,899. Yep, the Democrats went 100 better and figured people'd stay home. Why? Because they want them to stay home. The goal is to wreck the economy. But the Democrats have a problem. The best, fastest way to wreck the economy is to repeal the Trump tax cuts. One problem, they don't have the votes to do it right now. And as a result, the economy is creating job openings like gangbusters, but not jobs. Because for a job to be created, somebody's got to fill it. So they're doing the next best thing. I'll actually let the Associated Press describe it to you. That is the next best thing if your goal is the economic destruction of America, which believe me, theirs is. After telling us that we just hit an all-time record number of job openings, 8.1 million, the Associated Press writes this. Labor shortages are widespread, though, pushing up prices and potentially acting as a break on the recovery. Bingo. That's exactly what the Democrats are doing, putting a break on the recovery. While systemically wrecking the economy and the dollar, but... If you hand the money you're printing to the people, the Democrats know they won't complain. They wouldn't put up with your deliberately engineered inflation and destruction of the dollar otherwise. How terrifying is it? You have to look at the one place where companies, big globalist companies, have to tell the truth. That's on their earnings calls. What did Bank of America say last week on their earnings call? Let me read it to you. They warned, quote, At the very least, transitory hyperinflation is ahead. None of this has to be the case, folks. 
As I often remind you, America is fortunate in that we don't have real problems. We don't have systemic problems. The only problems we actually have are the ones created by Washington politicians looking to maintain power. How do we get these Democrats out of power and stop these destructive policies? We need to do two things first. We need to install leaders on our side willing to truly fight them. Which brings us to our second big news story today. Something that's a much bigger deal than you might have realized. The ouster of Liz Cheney from her leadership position. You probably don't care much about that. But it's actually awesome. And a really big deal. What it means is that the globalist Bush cabal is losing its grip on the Republican Party. That's why the media is making such a big deal about this. They understand what it means, even if they won't tell you. See, the number one thing we have to do to be able to be allowed to fight to have our country back is to remove the vestiges of the Bush leadership from the party, or at least from leadership. That means the removal of Republican minority leader Mitch McConnell from leadership, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy from leadership, Roy Blunt from leadership, Steve Scalise from leadership. In other words, the very team that spent the better part of a year blocking Trump's border wall and his tax cuts. Yes, you heard that right. They will never fight the Democrats because they're paid not to. If I hear it, Five times a day during my show, I hear it 25. Why won't we fight? We'll never fight. There's a lot of people who want to fight, and they'd win if they were allowed to. But these leadership positions being filled by Bush acolytes is what has blocked us from fighting. It's why we're throttled on Twitter and censored on Facebook. It's why Mitch McConnell has never uttered one bloody word, not even once, about Trump or other Republicans being censored. You've probably noticed that George W. Bush has been screaming like a stuck pig lately, frothing, angry, with rage, at the very base that elected him, accusing us in recent weeks of being xenophobic, trashing Trump, who's not even around anymore. Why? Because his side is losing, because Liz was going down, because he understands they're done, and he's full of rage as he watches everything his dad, George H.W. Bush, built crumble. Liz Cheney is one of them. And just three months ago, Kevin McCarthy, who's also one of them, he's the head leader of the Republicans in the House, backed Liz Cheney, despite her grotesque unpopularity in the polls, to keep her in leadership. Why? Because Kevin McCarthy's leadership pack, the one he uses to recruit Republicans who then vote for him for leadership positions, it's full of Bush money. And it used to be that that was enough. That GOP leaders could be expected in exchange for their deal with the Bush devil to stare down, mock, laugh at, and defy their own voters. But all the money in the world couldn't save Liz Cheney. I'll explain on the other side. After Ronald Reagan left office, George H.W. Bush, his vice president, took over. But he didn't just take over the Oval Office. He also took over the fundraising apparatus of the Republican Party, its think tanks. It's a machine. And he immediately broomed conservatives in the Reagan style from the machine. 
purging them, not just from the donor roles, but also as candidates from the Republican primaries. I like to say that when H.W. took over the party, in actuality, it was the CIA and its globalist, anti-American, anti-borders viewpoint that took over the party. Never forget, H.W. was the head of the CIA. The Bush family were Democrats. They've never really been Republican. To the extent they're anything, they're anti-borders, anti-America, globalist who support a one-world government. You know, the New World Order, H.W. alarmed everyone by telling us about. But how could the Bushes and their acolytes, the Cheneys, who were so unpopular in polls, maintain their grip on the party? There was only one way. It would take cold, hard cash. They'd have to buy control. And they did by going to an ingenious new funding source, Democrats. The Bushes sold traditional Democrat, liberal and globalist donors on the idea that to write checks to both sides of the aisle. Then in the primaries, the Bushes would broom the conservatives for them. They'd never have to fight them in the halls of Congress if they could be annihilated, eliminated at the primary level. This had an incredibly chilling effect on our politics. Republicans recruited mainly by Karl Rove, who traveled across the country doing it, were then open borders, pro-amnesty, globalists. That's what they were hired to do. They understood the deal the moment they were chosen in the primary for what was usually a 400000 to $600,000 tranche of Bush and Bush donor money. Ever wondered why your Republican representative seemed to turn on you the minute they went to Washington? Because they were never yours. They were always pre-owned and pre-selected by the Bush cabal. This is why you see the Bushes so chummy with everyone but Republicans. Well, conservative Republicans. Who are their friends? You see them in photos with the Clintons, the Bidens, even Obama after Obama was elected. And so for a generation, true conservatives were defeated in the primaries before they could ever even make it into the general election with Bush money. Quite simply, they were hired and paid not to fight. They had the whole system completely under control. Nobody could get around them and their fundraising blockade. They would control the party with an iron death grip from the presidency of H.W. all the way up through the presidency of W. and then Obama. The Bushes owned and controlled the party. The Cheneys with them. Are you starting to see why Liz Cheney's ouster is a big deal? And why George W. Bush is screaming bloody murder? The one candidate they never anticipated in the primary was Trump. He didn't need their money. They couldn't control him. They didn't know what to do. And then, once he was elected, despite their best efforts to stop him, 80 million bucks they spent in the primary trying to stop him, an act of desperation, Trump did something else very alarming. He shattered their fundraising goals with small individual donations from regular people, just like you. He took over the key fundraising arm from the Bushes, the RNC. Now do you see why they hate him? They're not actually offended by anything he does or says. They're offended because he's ripped the power from their grip, pulling back one finger at a time. Our candidates will never be free to fight until the Bush money cabal influence is gone and they can speak their minds again without fear of a globalist candidate being run against them in the primary with hundreds of thousands of dollars of Bush donor money. 
This is why for years, Republican Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, the top guy in Republican leadership in the Senate, has spent tens of millions of dollars from his PAC, not defeating Democrats like you think he'd do. Nope. Defeating conservatives in the Republican primaries, defeating freedom loving individuals, the kind we'd like to elect in the primaries. Those tranches of cash are what's made Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell so powerful until now. Just three months ago, that power was fully intact when Kevin McCarthy did something that on its face seemed logically inexplicable. Again, he's the highest ranking Republican in leadership in the House. He wants to be Speaker if the Republicans take back Congress. And so despite Liz Cheney polling at less than 30 percent, being deeply unpopular, he backed her during the first attempted coup to eject her from leadership. It showed the Bushes and their dirty money, their globalist CIA mindset was still very much in charge of the Republican Party, even as Trump shattered fundraising records. But it is precisely the success that Trump has had in recent months shattering fundraising records that has led to the ouster of Liz Cheney. Because now Kevin McCarthy has got some competition. There's another big tranche of cash, cash from people like me and you, that can be used to bolster Trump's picks in the primary. McCarthy knows it. McCarthy can count. And he can have all the Bush money in the world. But if he doesn't have the support of Trump and the Republicans Trump is recruiting and funding, he's never going to be speaker. And so when once again faced between a choice, the Trump money or the Bush money, Kevin McCarthy did a thing I haven't seen in 20 years. He chose the Trump money. He rejected the Bush money. Again, put George W. Bush into, into your Google machine. And look at all the headlines that come up. You'll see George W. Bush going insane. He might as well be howling at the moon, frothing with rage at Republicans, even slamming the voters, the little people who put him in office as nativists and racists. His rage is because he's watching Trump rip down the party control they built. The only real control that matters Folks, it's maddening as our dollar is pounded into sand that we can't just fight, that we have to defeat the leadership of our own party first. But we must. There's no other way around it. And Liz Cheney's ouster was a very good indication of who's winning. Kevin McCarthy can count votes and he can count dollars. And he knows this. Trump's out raising the bushes. Given three to five more years, Trump will decisively defeat them. It's without a question, unless they indict him or drag him off to prison, which, believe me, they're working hard on right now for exactly the reasons I've just explained. The left definitely doesn't want the Trumpian candidates taking over the party. Their donors can't control them. The question is time. How fast can he do it? Is there enough time? As we watch the Democrats' agenda thwarted for the lack of just a handful of votes that would completely transform this nation into something we'd no longer recognize. And our republic hangs by a thread as we have to broom people like Liz Cheney. But today, in that fight, was a good day. A day in which Cheney was defeated, something we never thought we'd see happen 
those of us who understand the real dynamics here. And for that, you can celebrate. 